0: Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we help farmers increase yield and make more money. Today, we're talking about three things to think about with outrageous nitrogen prices. And I appreciate you being here. This was prompted because of something that I read. Uh, I read a 13-page article, and I'm going to summarize a little bit about it. And I think that one of the things that this article really brings to light has to do with my three things to think about. Number one thing to think about is, who do I listen to? Who's the right person for you to listen to to help you make the right decision that's right for you? Secondly, should we be fall applying? And thirdly, in regards to nitrogen, how much is too much? So let's dive in here and let me start with this crop news report that I grabbed that got my attention and got me thinking about this. And they were talking about the fact that in many places right now, anhydrous is 1250 up to $1,400 per ton. And they gave some things they wanted to consider, but this to me helps me make my point of who do you want to listen to? Because these guys here who put this out, and it is a land grant university that put it out, they were talking about the fact that, you know, the Groundwater Protection Act that's in effect means that there are certain areas of this particular state, and there are several states with that, where you cannot apply fall nitrogen, period, end of story. And so in that case, obviously, you're going to have to wait until spring to put it on. They said that perhaps, and this was the most intelligent thing that they said, that perhaps with nitrogen as much as 80 cents per pound of in, which is outrageous, but at 80 cents per pound of in, maybe it would make sense to lower your nitrogen rate. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, when it was 40 cents a pound, it still made sense to lower your nitrogen rate. We'll talk about how much is too much here in a little bit. They went on to say that in the fall, there is potential for loss. Another non-arguable point, when we apply early, the earlier we apply, the more loss that we have. And they say, you know, it's probably not a good idea to buy expensive fertilizer that is not going to be there in the spring, they're saying it's not a good investment. I would go out on a limb and say, hey, it's not a good idea to buy cheap fertilizer that's not going to be there in the spring. Some of this, we need to stop and think about what we're saying, guys. Yes, it is true. We don't want to spend a lot of money on something that's going to run away in the groundwater because it's expensive. But even when it was half price, we didn't want to do that. You see, I believe strongly that it is never wrong to do the right thing. And I think the fact of the matter is it's been the right thing to never fall to apply nitrogen for a long, long, long time. And so they went in here and they, they have a ratio where they compared the ratio of the cost of N to the price of corn. And they said that according to the way they figure this, that the long term ratio has been about 0.1. But right now it's all the way up to 0.6. In other words, it's 60 percent higher than what it was. And they're saying maybe we ought to back our nitrogen rates up to 165 pounds for corn on corn and 130 for corn on soybeans. Guys, I'm just going to say this. When we apply nitrogen in the proper manner, we can grow 300 bushel corn on about 180 pounds of in if we're getting this into the right direction. They talked about how you could take a test to see if there's significant nitrogen still in the soil. And they're finding places where they have 80 pounds of nitrate. I'm a little concerned about that because that nitrate is going to slough off in the groundwater. The thing that they're not talking about, and I would encourage you, if you want to do a nitrogen test, go to Midwest Labs, and I think for $7.50, they will run a test that shows you nitrate and ammonium. Because nitrogen, where you were dry, guys, a lot of that nitrogen may have never converted from the ammonium form into the nitrate form. And that ammonium nitrogen is probably not going to run away from you, therefore, you've got an opportunity to really take credit for that. And I would further encourage you that smart money would be to go out in the spring, do not put on any fall nitrogen, go out there in the spring, pull a soil test, and I would do from like zero to eight, and then I would do another one from eight to 24 inches, and I would test both ammonium and nitrate and see what's there. For a $7.50 soil test, we can avoid putting on thousands of dollars worth of nitrogen. Now, if, if you need it, I want you to have it because being short on nitrogen is bad news. I get that. But the idea of just putting some on there as a cheap insurance policy is over. That is not a cheap insurance policy anymore. And we did want to take advantage of that or take into account the fact that with it being so dry, we probably did have some nitrogen left over. If you're in an area where it was tremendously wet, some of these guys they got 30 inches of rain literally in three weeks. Probably not as in great a spot, but it would be worth checking just to see it. They went on to say that uh, split applying has become more popular over the last few years. And they think that 2022 would be a good year to possibly apply in-season nitrogen. So was 21, 19, 18, 1975, 2024. They're all good years to split apply. Guys, never wrong to do the right thing multiple applications lend themselves to lower nitrogen use. We have guys growing a bushel of corn on as low as three-tenths of a pound of applied in. That's fantastic. Something else I want you guys to consider is that there are a lot of companies crawling out of the woodwork right now and they've all got some product that's going to replace X number of gallons of nitrogen or X number of pounds of nitrogen. And that may be, but all I want you to do is before you buy it, before you look at the company data, I want to encourage you to look around for independent data. BEX PFR is a great source to go to to say, hey, does this really work? Do we have a nitrogen product that we've been selling for 30 years that works very well? Yes. Does it replace 20%? Yes. How do we know? Because it's been tested at land-grant universities and in independent research across America, and we know consistently what it does. But we wanna make sure that we're not just taking company data because we end up in trouble when we do that because the last thing we wanna do is get the money back for some product that we paid 15 or 25 bucks an acre for, but we gave up 50 bushel of yield because we didn't do the right thing. And so what we wanna do is take that into account. They also talked about the fact that, you know often you're gonna be using your rear UAN if you split apply, Uh, if you're gonna come back in later. I can remember back in the day when we actually side-dressed in and side-dressed anhydrous, and that worked okay, As if you were going to use anhydrous, not that I'm a fan. It says, you know, well, oftentimes a split application will require an additional trip across the field. Had to stop and think about that one for a minute. Pretty hard to get a separate application without a separate trip, wouldn't you agree? See, sometimes people make big money to say highly intelligent things. Kind of blows me away. So, who do you want to listen to? Question number one. I want you to think about this because there are a whole the whole industry is running scared right now. And my experience indicates in my 61 years that when everybody else is running, we should walk. And when everybody else is walking, we should run. That's how one becomes successful. Who are we gonna listen to? Well, I'm reluctant to listen to people who say intelligent things like, if you're gonna do a split application, it might need an extra trip across the field. Okay, I think you've told me everything I need to know I think that even though they're still pushing fall applied anhydrous, they're saying it's illegal in part of the state. They're saying, you know, it might not be there in the spring, but fundamentally, they're saying, go ahead and do it anyway. There's some reasons for that that I'm not going to get into, but there are reasons that they continue to do that. The second question I put up here was, or let me go back. So who are you going to listen to? I hope you're seeking people out who truly care about your profitability. Here's the deal. I don't sell nitrogen. I absolutely don't. So whether you fall apply, spring apply, whatever you do, I am not going to make any money off of that, but I am going to try to make some recommendations to help you so that you can make more money. Our goal here is to help farmers increase yield and make more money. And if we do that, we know that we get a following of people and we know we get loyal customers who come back year after year and fall applied nitrogen is not it. So who are you going to listen to? Find some people that you trust. Find some people with some experience. And say, hey, give me some ideas, some options. If they're trying to sell you something that may not be necessarily what you want to do, how about they just give you some options to think about? So now, should we fall apply anhydrous? No. (laughs) I'll just flat out say it no. Who's it a good deal for? It's a good deal for the guy selling you anhydrous because it spreads his workload. And yes, it can help spread your workload too. However, If you put it on and it runs away and you have to apply nitrogen again next spring, what did you save? What did you save? Nothing. And the last thing I want you to think about is this, how much in regards to nitrogen, how much is too much? Because quite honestly, guys, we are overusing nitrogen. There is hypoxia area in the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm not hung up out here freaking out on the environment thing, but we don't want to do the wrong thing environmentally. But guys, when there's nitrogen in the Mississippi River, that is an economic issue of yours. Because every pound of nitrogen that goes out that tile tube, that goes out in that groundwater, that runs away from your farm, is lost. And I don't care from the environmental issue. Yeah, you can dig the chips, put in the reactor, capture all the nitrogen. It stays in the chips and then leaches off into the atmosphere. That's a pretty big economic loss. You had to dig a hole. You had to buy the chips and then you're just throwing the nitrogen away anyway. I got a different idea. What if we just come out and we say, we don't want to use too much. We know we can apply about 10 pounds for each CEC point. We may have to make multiple trips to do that. What if we put a stabilizer in it that works? And guys, I'm gonna put a shameless plug-in right here for our two-day Fundamentals of Agronomy program. One of the things that we cover is the fact that there are 15, maybe 20 stabilizers on the market. There are three that work, and we come in and we talk about which three work and which 12 to 15 don't, and I want to encourage you to come. It's worth the program just to learn that information. But how much is too much? Anytime we're applying more, definitely if we are at 0.8 pounds of nitrogen to get a bushel of corn or we're above that, it's too much. I know there are people who still put on 1.2 pounds of N to get a bushel of corn. It's too much. Or in this economic time, guys, the fact is, we want to make sure that we're not putting on too much. At 80 cents per pound of in, if we put on an extra 100 pounds that we don't need, we're wasting $80. We only put on an extra 50 because, well, you know, we used to say, well, it's cheap, just put some more on. Not so anymore, guys. Not so. Guys, I hope that I'm doing this respectfully, that I just want you to think about some things because I truly want everyone to come through this crunch that we're in that's going to last at least a year. And I'm hoping that it's not more than that, but I'm guessing that it's here for a couple of years based on history. And I want to make sure we come through this. And I'd like to see you flourish in that time. And I'd like to see you learn things. You know, hard times make us do things we wouldn't have done any other way. So I'm going to hope that this makes you do something different. And then you learn how to do something better And when things get better, you can just make more money. Right now, let's make some money. And when things get better, let's make more money. And the fact is, guys, we are here to help farmers increase yield and make more money. So here's what I'd like you to do. We haven't talked about this yet here on the page. And as always, if you find value in what we do, we'd like you to share this with a friend. We'd like you to find us on a podcast platform. Give us a listen. There's some things over there that aren't on the Facebook page. But what I'd really like you to do today is I'd like you to go to a com, go to our website, and calculate your farm profitability score. It'll be interesting to see what you can learn there. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you, and I hope you really are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at VerbalCrowd.com.